This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this podcast, Grit. Grit's always been one of my favorite words. It sounds like just what it means, short and to the point. It means fortitude and determination. Nothing fancy here. We're all probably familiar with the movie True Grit. Of course, there were two. I viewed both within the last couple of months and found them both compelling. The good guys and the bad guys fight it out and through true grit, the good guys win. No surprise there. But the word has reappeared lately relating to child rearing and educational philosophy. There's no doubt in my mind that grit is needed in all phases of life, including retirement. After raising two kids of our own and then teaching school for over 20 years, I had my own experiences and thoughts concerning the word grit. It was one of the main traits that I tried to teach to my own kids and to my students. I remember when behavioral objectives became all the educational rage in America. The PhDs came out of their ivory towers proclaiming that they could measure what we were teaching students. You just tell us what you're teaching and we will measure your success rate, they said. We were to then construct goals and objectives concerning our efforts. Math teachers were to teach math. Social studies teachers were to teach social studies. English teachers were to teach English. My department chair was brought to tears when I refused to participate and started a vocal opposition to the project. I still don't know why I wasn't fired. The drive for behavioral objectives struggled on for a couple of years and then disappeared. I retired soon after and am not aware of what eventually happened. But I do know that testing is all the rage nowadays, and I still think it's absurd. It always seemed to me that teachers were in the business of teaching students, people, real flesh and blood, beings that had much to learn on top of reading, writing, and arithmetic. We were in the business of teaching courtesy, cooperation, competition, politeness, toleration, and compassion. We were involved in character building and instilling a sense of confidence in the individual. We wanted to strengthen their sense of self, We tried to give students opportunities to develop as caring and competent human beings. They were exposed to failure. They did not always finish in first place, but they learned to get up and brush themselves off and fight another day. We tried to develop grit. Of course, it is important to learn math, science, language, and history. They give us tools to use throughout life and develop a cultural heritage that helps us in our understanding of the world and critical thinking. But these other attributes, these are the ones that have always interested me. Of course, parents try to teach their kids the same thing. It's not easy. It requires a constant effort to instill or assist in the development of these all-important character or human traits. One thing I like about the new educational philosophy is the articulation of what teaching is all about. 
if we can finally articulate what we are really trying to do, we may become much better at it. And perhaps the public will not require the effort and time that goes into measuring things that have little value. I used to claim I could either test or teach, but I couldn't do both. There were many days when a scheduled test would be abandoned if a prime teaching moment popped up. A great story illustrating this message. It was discovered by an economist who tried to find out why or how a person could take a GED test after 32 hours of study and do as well as high school graduates on content tests. High school graduates had spent over 4,000 hours in high school, and yet the test results were very similar. The economist wondered about the value. Why spend 4,000 hours when 32 hours seemed to suffice? He then looked at how the two groups performed in real life after high school. They were vastly different. The high school graduates generally did much better in all aspects of life. Family, jobs, health, happiness, etc. Why was that? He wondered if what students learned in high school wasn't something different than what we try to measure or assume. He found that the attributes of character, self-confidence, and grit were noticeably absent in the GED students compared to the high school graduates. These characteristics are necessary throughout life, and they are abilities that can be taught, reinforced, relearned, and expressed. These characteristics that really make a difference in life can be taught on the football field or in the art room, the music room, and the home economics room. We have all known math whizzes and English majors that had trouble with life. Of course, the more meaningful aspects of life can be taught in math, science, or English class, but they do not have more of a chance of instilling these grit values than any other class. I like to look back at what the economists discovered and reevaluate what really makes a difference in life. We retired people need to keep these things in mind as we go about our daily life. I recently heard of a city bus driver in Winnipeg who pulled his bus over for an unexpected stop. His passengers saw him walk over to the sidewalk where a barefoot homeless man lay and give him the shoes off his feet. After the story broke and the driver was interviewed by the press, he said, I just thought the guy could use them more than me. Compassion? Grit? Where did he learn that? This is Retirement Talk. You can rate, review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please do. It helps. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org. Dot org.